Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hi everyone, before we get into the episode, I'd like to have a quick promo for Full Magazine Publishing. They are a skill bridge partner that I'll be working with through the next coming months as I finish off my military career. On staff, they have a bunch of graphic artists that are also veterans transitioning from active duty to civilian life. By giving Full Magazine Publishing a chance at your graphic art projects, you not only support Full Magazine Publishing, but also these veterans by building their portfolios with real-world commercial designs to help them as they transition to civilian life. If you have any artwork or graphic design projects that you would like for Full Magazine to take care of, there is a link in the show notes to an email that you can send your ideas to. Please support this awesome company that helps veterans pursue a career in doing what they love. Now let's get to the show. Becoming a father has awakened and taught me more things than I could have ever imagined. And that is what we're going to be talking about today on The Ordinary Yogi. As the date that this episode airs, this past weekend was Father's Day. And, you know, every year on Sonny's birthday, on days like this, I reflect a lot on what I've learned this past year. And I want to put an episode out to revisit some things that I've talked about on previous episodes when it comes to fatherhood, what I've learned, to yoga impacting our kids. And I'll put those episodes in the show notes. But this thing, parenthood, is an everlasting lesson giver, I find. All the things that I've learned in the first year of Sonny's life, the second year, and now in this third year, it is ever-evolving, and I learn new things about you know, patience, uh, love, compassion, and also things of myself, of you know, what I'm passing on. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today on this next year that we go into Sonny's life, you know, all the things that I've, I've taken away and hopefully maybe I can pass on to, to other dads out there, to other parents out there, or just for my own sake. And I can reflect back on the next year and I do another episode like this and things I can continue to carry on that are useful to me. So the first and probably the biggest lesson I've learned being a parent and throughout Sonny's whole life is to be a better parent requires you to be a better person. And that, oh God, that just sucks. Because self-development or inner work, it, it sucks. It fucking sucks. It sucks having to confront all of the, your fears, all of your, what you feel are in, inadequacies, all of the, the past things that are affecting you now. It, it sucks. It is hard work. And it's much easier just to like think the, the think you're getting by. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's like, oh, I'm getting by. I'm fine. But, you know, are you? Are, are you angry a lot of the time? Do you have a lot of anxiety? And all these things require us to, to dive within. And it, it, man, it just fucking sucks. I don't like going to therapy. I really don't. As much as I advocate for it and, you know, as find it useful as, as it is, I don't like doing it. I don't look forward to going to talking to somebody and dumping my guts and then probably crying. And, but man, does it, does it really 
the the ROIs are just like exponential, right? It does pay off. It just is not easy work. And I think maybe that's why people avoid it. Um, but that's what it is. But, you know, why do we do it? Why do I do this to myself? And I'm going to refer to a quote from uh, from Nietzsche. And it really kind of resonates why I do this and why I think we should do this. And the quote goes, What was silent in the Father speaks in the Son. And I often found in the Son the unveiled secrets of the Father. So all the stuff that we as dads, you know, talking to dads and parents, all the things that we've carried on, the things that we're dealing with, that we don't talk about, that we just kind of sweep under the rug, often finds themselves downloaded into our kids. And this is why I, I do these things, why I seek therapy, why I do the meditations, why, I mean, amongst other things, but that's a big driver now since Sonny was born of like trying to fucking be a better person because I know that my actions, how I talk to myself and everything are being downloaded into this kid's mind, whether I think it or not, or whether I realize it or not. And it, I got to do my part to, you know, they say break the cycle or whatever, but to not let my son have to pay for, for my, not inadequacies, but the things I chose not to deal with. It's not fair to him to, to put that shit on him. So this is why I do it. And I think why it's important for us to do the work to become a better person as, as hard and as much as it sucks and as painful as it can be. So that's the first lesson is to be a better parent, you have to become a better person. It, it just does it can't go, you can't do one without the other. And that leads me to, you know, dealing with these things. What are we passing on to our kids? So passing things on that are worth passing on. And that is through our actions for the most part. We can teach and preach lessons all day, but if we're not living by those, if we're not walking the walk and talking the talk, I think what's not spoken and what's seen is absorbed and taken on a lot more than what is spoken and what's like lecture to like, hey, you know, fucking eat your vegetables and all that sort of stuff that we tell our kids. And when we talk about this, that we can really start to, if we zoom out, right? We're building a, a legacy here. Our kids are our legacy. We, all of our values, our morals, our ethics are passed on to our kids, hopefully from us and not from social media and not from outside sources. And if we have a nice solid foundation of this is what this family represents, this is what this family's about, we can then pass those things on that are worth passing on to our kids and then so on and so forth, right? And I think if we, if we can do that, we can have this nice, secure person that can go out into the world and not be swayed by outside things, again, like, which is immense now, right? The social media and, and just media in general can sway how our kids feel about certain things, how they feel about themselves. But if we can indoctrinate them with, this is what this family represents and you are part of this family. I think we have a nice, strong, rooted kid that's out there trying to make a difference and living their life the way we want them to, if that makes any sense. We can also touch on yoga in this aspect as far as some scars, which is our, our habits, our ingrained patterns that we don't realize 
we're living by every single day. And if we can really, we can also think that we can pass these things on, whether they're positive or negative, right? We're going back to my previous point of doing the work to become a better person. So pass things on that are worth passing on is the next thing I would, I would say I've learned a lot. You know, as I'm dealing with a toddler, it can be very, very frustrating. And I'm going to get into some other points on that. But as I'm going through this and as I'm talking to him, I have to like remember the words I'm using, like whose voice is this, right? Is it the, the voice of me or is it what I've been told that I'm just regurgitating to this kid to, you know, fucking sit down, be quiet, that kind of stuff. Is it myself or is it just what I've been taught and what I've learned that I'm continuing to pass on? The next thing is quality over quantity when it comes to time together. And this really resonates with me being a military, well, what I was a military family. Uh, you know, deployments suck, being away sucks. But I think if we can make really good quality out of the time that we have together, it makes a much more, a much bigger impact than like, hey, I spend a lot of time with you. But if you're not just watching TV or if you're on your phone half the time, you're not fully engaged in this kid, then I think it's null and void. It doesn't really make a difference. And, you know, often we get stuck in this I'm busy loop. And I feel like kids don't understand what busy is. They just know whether you're there or you're not. But if we can be fully immersed in their world and their time just for like a little bit, I think they can understand. They can like be okay with you doing something else. But you have to be whole ass for that, you know, 15, 30 minutes with them. And that also makes a difference in my day because... It allows me to slow down and just realize, you know, why am I in such a hurry? You know, I can I can be with this kid and reminding myself that these little moments are very, very finite, right? I, I think there's some statistic that said that 90% of the time you spend with your kids are through the ages, you know, 1 through 18. Then after that, they're probably out of the house and you're not going to see them nearly as much. So this little bit of time, especially my case, Sonny's, you know, he's going to be three soon. That little kid is only going to be around for so long. So I really just want to absorb and just be completely present because that shit is going to go very, very fast. And there's a book called The The Power of Showing Up. I think that's a really good read. I don't know the author author off the top of my head, but I can put that in the show notes. It just showed me a lot what what the difference is of like being, being there, right? And then being there in quotations. The next thing is dealing with toddlers. Ride that wave, man. Be, be like a surfer. And when I think about this metaphor is, you know, a surfer, I don't fucking surf, although I live in California now, is I feel like a surfer is very calm, cool, collect. They can take a wave. They're a little bit afraid, you know, but they know how to control their emotions and know their, their flow in their body to take on any wave that comes. And we need to be like a surfer because we need to be that calm, cool, collect person when these tantrums and breakouts inevitably are going to happen, this little person is going to feel a whole range of emotions for a number of things that we don't understand and we think is small and silly. But if we can be that person to co-regulate with them, they may be able to come down a little bit faster. And what I've learned from this, from, from Sonny watching him throw his tantrums, which has happened more and more often as he's gotten older, <laughs> 
is the importance of letting those emotions pass through us, right? I think of emotions as like poop. You got to get that poop out of you, and then you're going to feel a little bit, a lot better once you do. So when he gets pissed off about something, when he gets sad about something, I do my best not to stifle like, no, you're fine, you're fine, whatever. Just let him get pissed off, let him thrash about for a bit, let him cry, and then typically he will come down a little bit faster. And once he comes down, he's like, he's cool. He's back to normal, which sidebar is infuriating because sometimes he is such a little shithead. And I still want to be mad about the fact that you threw a tantrum because I gave you the wrong color cup, but he's like totally past it now because he got all those emotions out of there. Um, So ride that wave. You have to be able to do that and become very good surfer. And it's, it's very hard work and it's exhausting. And I totally get me if you're rolling your eyes when you're listening to this. The last thing is, and probably the mo- one of the more important things is self-compassion. Uh, especially as dads. I mean, I'm sp- speaking from a dad perspective because I am a dad and I'm sure moms have their own list of issues that uh, they deal with as well. But the, the traps I commonly fall into are I'm not doing enough for the family and I do and I do and I do and I do and typically there's this pattern I've noticed it and I've gotten better about identifying is I get to a point where I'm about to fucking break where the smallest thing is going to set me off and sometimes it does sometimes I can stop myself and I've gotten better at it I feel in the past a few months and then once I do I you know react to Sunny in a way I react to my wife in a way that is just not the best because I'm an imperfect person and then I go through this other <laughs> other hill of like, I'm just, I'm a piece of shit. Like I, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be, you know, I, I'm, I fall into this, like I should have, I'm supposed to, and it just leads me down this, this negative route. But, you know, through the practice of self-compassion, I found it's, it's very beneficial. And listen, I'm going to speak dude here for a second. I mean, if I'm going to get canceled, that's fine. I have like 12 listeners, but speaking dude in dude circles the talk of self-compassion it's gay it's like it's gay i get it it's it's a it's a pussy thing to do and i understand that however this shit helps and it works telling yourself you're a piece of shit all the time continuously because you didn't measure up or whatever is not a way to do it and i know this from numerous experiences what's better is telling yourself you fucked up Learn from this, you know, and get better next time. Next time comes around, identify what's going on. So self-compassion is tremendously important. I have some tools on just some little practices that we can talk about when we're, while we're on the topic. And those, one of the first tools is acknowledging it, acknowledging that this sucks sometimes. As much as I love being a dad, it sucks sometimes. And that's okay. I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same time. I can love it and also not like pieces of it. And then the next step after that is acknowledging or realize you're not alone. There's a bunch of dads that I'm sure feel the same way. And this brings into the conversation the importance of male friendships, speaking dad to dad. And when it comes to validating each other's feelings, I can go to my wife all day and she does a great deal of like, it's okay, you know, you're just a person. But it it rings differently when it comes from another dad because he knows exactly what I'm feeling. Not that my wife doesn't, but 
it's just different coming from another dude. So getting a circle of guys that you can have deep, meaningful relationships with, and they can validate your, your frustrations in a way that your spouse can't, is another important thing. And if you don't have it, you can do a friend test, which is if someone you truly cared about was feeling the same way, what would be the words you tell them? But directing those things toward yourself, because hopefully you really care about yourself. And the last one, or a couple of last ones, is becoming the observer. I Going back to another point, when I start saying these things, asking the question or just realizing like, oh, there I go again, going down this hole and becoming the observer state. Again, I, I did some episodes on that. Maybe I can put them in the show notes. But we're in this observer state. You can take a step back and like realize what you're doing and then just kind of stop it instead of following these, this trail of breadcrumbs that we like to leave ourselves. Now, the last one's a little bit deeper, is picturing yourself as a child and giving that kid the compassion that, it, that he deserves, again, speaking to dads. And it's a weird thing, and there's, I have a meditation on that, um, you know, meditation for your inner child, but that's a really great tool to, to use. Or even more so, picturing your kid having these feelings what would you give them and that puts it in a whole different light on it on the self-compassion is finding something that's you and still pursuing things that make you feel awake and alive not only is it good for yourself but it's also good for your family my wife knows and i've mentioned this i'm a, I'm a meathead i need to get my gym time in because it fulfills me it makes it feel strong it makes it feel confident and when I feel like that, I'm just a better person to be around. And when I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a great person to be around. So whatever it is, whatever hobby, carve out a little bit of time to have those pursuits because having an excited dad is much better than just having a dad that's just meh, meh. And the last point on self-compassion, what I call is, is return home. And what that is, is doing our best to make time to connect with our spouse. My wife and I are in this huge transition right now. We're just getting our head above water, I feel. And for the longest time, for the past four to six weeks, we were just roommates a lot of the time because we're trying to get into this new house. We're trying to find our rhythm here in California. You know, I'm going to school. I'm doing the podcast. She's trying to get her business up and going. And it, I feel a lot of times I felt like I'm just living with this person. I'm not I'm married to this person. And that takes a toll on me as well because I go down this route of like, I'm not doing my part as a husband. So returning home, carving out a little bit of time. Right now, when we put Sunny to bed, we have this like half hour before we read our books and stuff. We re- we'll sit down and watch a, a TV show. But we're like cuddled up on the bed and that, that serves a lot of right, a lot of purpose for us. And that's how we do it. But there's been numerous different ways. So return home and connect with your spouse is another one. So that's all I had on the lessons of I've learned and things that have helped me, I feel, become uh, a decent dad. You know, I feel. And my wife says I'm a good one. I don't. I have nothing to compare it to. But speaking specifically to dads, we hold a very special role. And mothers do too, but speaking specifically to dads. You know, as dads, especially with our sons, we are truly able to, to validate them and make them feel 
like they've accomplished something, right? Again, speaking dude to dude, it just comes different than when it comes from a female. And we have to hold this space for this man, this person to grow into a man. And only we as men can validate them that they've, you've made it, you have become, you've crossed this threshold. And this is what you leave behind. And these are responsibilities you have now. By me, you know, literally telling you, but also you watching me what I do. And to go into the woo-woo a little bit, you know, when it becomes the mom and dads, moms, for the longest part, and kids are the same. And what I mean by that, you know, the, the child grows into the mother, grows in the mother, is born. So for the longest time, the kid sees the mom as themselves. And, you know, moms represent the, the, the self and the inner world in the child. And then along comes the dad, this kind of goofy dude that comes in, like, oh, I love you too. We represent the outside world. We represent everything else, the external. So we have to do our best to give love and compassion because that's our what we bring to the child. And the last thing we do is we awaken the hero within. And this can be, you know, giving the child or the, the kid a task to, to do something because he or she does it so well and it excites them and it gives them a purpose and it gives them a mission. So awaken that part of them. You know, we, we hold a very, a very special role and, you know, I've, it, it pains me that, you know, parents and some parents in general just don't take this shit seriously. Um, and I'm not perfect, man. I, I have my fill some days and I'm just not the best, but I, I do my best to, to bounce back and try to catch myself before I get into it. So that's all I had this week, reflecting on fatherhood and parenthood. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you found anything useful, please forward it to somebody. Please forward it to another father. Please forward it to a parent. Leave a rating review. I would really appreciate that. I appreciate you all for listening. And I will talk to you next week.